Ketso Sajani on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. Tonight we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. Well, uh, mountain water, but Tim knows from the hikes that we've done, I always mm. want to know, can I drink this water? And I do, because I really love drinking spring water, natural mountain water. And that's what we're going to be talking about, but also within the context of water issues that we have in Cape Town. But before that, as we normally do, Tim, uh, any rescues? Um, what do we? Um, what has been going on when yeah. it comes to people getting lost, injured on the mountain? So good evening, Kukata. Yeah, um, the rescues there were two this week. Um, both required the helicopter to extract people. One was in Cape Town, mm-hmm. um, where a hiker had fallen off um, what seemed to be quite a large cliff um, and got airlifted down and was safe, taken to, to a hospital. And then the second one was a lot more serious, which was a chap that um, got injured in the Swalinda Mountains. Oh, no. And um, he, from what I could read from all the, the reports, he sort of allegedly broke all the guidelines of hiking. So one of the things that he, he didn't let anybody know where he was going. Mm. So nobody knew that he was there. Um, and then when he was in the area, apparently he didn't have, um, or should I say allegedly he didn't have a permit. Mm. So he wasn't meant to be in the area anyway. And so with the permit, you know, then at least the rangers know that you're there, but not even they knew that he was there. Which which brings us to the consistent message that, that, that yeah. we, we always just come back to of let people know where you're going. Absolutely. And uh, avoid doing it alone. And in areas that are protected, make sure you get a permit. Yeah. And I mean, don't leave the path either, which is chaptered as well, apparently. So he um, he was lucky enough to have reception um, because he left the path and uh, uh, fell and injured himself mm-hmm. and was able to still get reception. Um, teams went in, they couldn't even, the ground teams couldn't actually get to him. Um, so that, wow. again, they had to send the helicopter in. Once again, He's a very, very lucky man. Yeah, and um, we must always make sure that we give lots of love to uh, the teams that actually make it happen when they are called. So uh, thank you to them. Chihuahua, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, mountain water, often like yourself and, and other people always want to, when we get to water, they want to know, can I drink this water? Mm-hmm. Um, and the general rule is if the water is flowing, then yes, you can you can drink it. Right. If it's stagnant, sitting still, mm-hmm. rather rather stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Don't Don't run that risk because obviously with stagnant water, comes bacteria and stuff that can be in the water which could could then make you sick i remember when when we were out at orange clove um before i drank the water my Mm. question was why does it look so far because the water there uh, was a little bit you know brownish and and you yeah. you, you explained why it is yeah i mean i often call it coca-cola water because that's the kind of color when it when it gets quite deep that's the kind of color it goes it looks like coca-cola um the reason for that is that when the water's running when it rains it then runs through the vegetation to mm. get into the streams mm-hmm. and the pigment f- um from the from the plants um if you can imagine a tea bag yes you know, the water gets strained through a tea bag and it changes the color of the water mm. from being completely clear to to having that that's that color in it. So that's all that is actually right with the water. Yeah. Um 
there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it just because it looks like it. And all the water that goes into our dams, when you go to the dams, especially on Table Mountain, that's exactly the same color that they are. The water that comes out of our taps has come from those dams and from the, the obviously the larger dams, mm-hmm. but it's been treated um, because as human beings, we don't trust water that has a funny color coming out of a bar <laughs> through that <laughs> don't want to brush your teeth with that kind of water at 24 minutes to 10 we're hugging with tim Lundy is with us and we're talking about mountain water you're more than welcome to join the conversation or to one four four six oh five six seven questions that you might have or even possibly some of the areas around the mountains where you've experienced the most amazing pure cold Delicious water. <laughs> <laughs> Salivating at it, Cookie. So well done. Um, one of the questions that, that always comes up is so we talk about how there is water on the mountain. Yeah. Um, and all sorts of rivers and, and waterfalls. And yet we are experiencing the water crisis that, that, that we have. Yeah. And people are asking, you know, could we tap into that source? Yeah. So you've got lots of tributary rivers that are running off, especially off Tab Mountain, all the sort of ravines. And there's, there is a lot of water. But um, unfortunately, Cape Town, as it keeps growing, is just using a lot more water. Um, at the moment, we know, I mean, they advertise it all the time, that we're using around about 600 million, 600,000 million liters. Hmm. Um, and yeah, or 600 million liters. Yeah, you just had a JZ moment. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't I? Listen carefully now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because we used that amount, I mean, I, I went onto Cape Town's website, the, the their water um, dashboard, as they call it, and I looked at the, the the smaller dams, so mm-hmm. the small the original dams, so the ones on on the Cape on the Cape Peninsula. Yeah. So your Woody Dam, Healy Hutchinson, Victoria, and there are eight of those. Mm-hmm. And these are dams in the mountains. These are dams in the mountains. Okay. So these these were the original dams um, before the big dams that we use now uh-huh. that the city used to rely on for its water source. Yeah. Um, which was at the turn of the century. And very soon, within a couple of decades, they realized the city's just growing at such a pace that it's just not going to be enough. Mm -hmm. The difference in those numbers are actually quite staggering in terms of the volume of water that those eight minor, what they call minor dams, can actually um, hold. Mm -hmm. Um, The the, the eight minor dams can hold 4,377 million liters. Mm And the dams are today, the ones that we, the, the majority, the big ones that we use, um, carry 898,000 mm. million liters. So they are 200 times more in, in capacity yeah. than the ones, than these eight minor ones. And, and, and they are the ones that are running out right now. They're the ones that are running out. So these little ones that we have up on the mountain here, and I say little, I mean, they, they, they are quite big. Yeah. But in the grander scheme of things, they're very, very small. And if we had to use just those eight dams without the big dams, and they were all 100% full, hmm. they would run dry in 6.5 days. Oof. That's how much water the city is using <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tim Lundy is with us. We talk in mountain water and any other hiking-related questions that you must have. Uh, Karen is in the Strand. Hi, Karen. Hi. Good evening and to, evening to Tim as well. I haven't spoken to I think both of you. Yeah, yeah. hi. Um, hi there. Um, I recall oh, many, many years ago 
We used to do regular treks to where the, um, uh, in Lesotho, the mm. ski club is. Um, and the original ski club was actually at our little A-frame hut. But we used to take treks and hikes into the mountains and just to see these water coming out. And, I mean, when it was frozen, everybody was ice skating on it. It was amazing. <laughs> but um, when the waters were coming, running clear, oh, it was absolutely the most mind-boggling experience. Apart from being clear, the taste of the water was unbelievable. Mm, yeah, and there are also areas in the Drakensberg, obviously, that... I also, as a younger child, um, had an experience which where the water's just... And I'm a water person. Everybody calls me an elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you always drinking up the, the water supply there, Karen? <laughs> I'm drinking up all the water in the strand, but unfortunately it has all bottled water. <laughs> I can't afford to, to get sick of this other water. The other water tastes terrible. Yeah. So, um, when was the last time you were, you were in, in Lesotho? Um, in oh, the my word. It was when I got engaged to my husband, and now we're 20 years divorced, and, and well... Yeah, a long time ago, about sort of 83, I think we got married. Oh, you need to go uh, back. Yeah, well, if I could find a new man, will you come with me? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm taking, why do you need a man to go and enjoy something like that, Karen? Come on now. I need somebody to, to service the engine of the car when we pack up. <laughs> In the month of women, we, we say you should be able to do it. You don't need a man put, to fix a car. no wheels on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need a man. I mean, geez, I've been on my own for 15 years. I, I'm still coping. And I mean, I've renovated my whole house. I was listening to the program this afternoon on 702 about people sorting out houses and renovating. And I mean, it's the amount of work I've done in this house since I've moved here, which was yeah. a year and a half ago. I have done everything on my own virtually. And I've turned it from an absolute pit hole into the most beautiful little family cottage call it a cottage nice. because it's only two bedrooms yeah. but um, I mean I created a whole garden and it's full of proteas and oh, I, I got my huge chicken she's massive <laughs> and my two ducks that waddle around and my two dogs that waddle around <laughs> and the dog approves in the background Karen thank you very much for thank your call you so appreciate much. it have a lovely evening thank you for the show thank Cheers. you Karen in the strands uh, in the strand memories of um, ski slopes in Lesotho and I've pulled up some images it is actually quite incredible I mean this is an area that I know I need to take the kids to yeah now I mean any any mountain stream is is a spectacular as you know when we went into Orange Cliff yeah um, it, yeah it, it's so tempting to jump into that water but as soon as you put your big toe in, <laughs> in this time of the year, it's just freezing cold. It's not, not as pleasant as it looks. A question that we got on the WhatsApp line, 0725671567. I think we've, we've dealt with this before, but it might be important to reinforce. Mm. Uh, Lynn in Bergfleet uh, saying, please, will you ask Tim, who pays when someone has to be rescued by a helicopter? Yeah, it's uh, next week. I want to actually um, bring on SkyMed. I want to have to um, try and get them onto the show. Um, because it's a question that keeps getting asked and one that I've never really got the the proper answer from. But um, what EMS basically get the bill for the helicopter, mm. and it's up to EMS then will then either bill the patient. Um, it, it it does get a bit complicated because obviously not everybody can afford the sixteen thousand rand roundabout for uh, per hour. Yeah. Um, so if it's an hour and, and one minute, it's 32,000 rand. So 
it gets expensive. The lesson there being, don't don't end up being <laughs> the one to blame because you are negligent. Yeah. There's, you know, follow the rules. Yeah, but and look, things some, do happen. I mean, some, you know, sometimes accidents do happen. I mean, sometimes it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know they sometimes, especially if they in summer, if there's a, a dehydration case mm. where somebody hasn't had enough water, um, they they will then make that a priority call for that helicopter because you don't want to mess around with dehydration. Yeah, it it can be life threatening. We take your calls on 021-446-0567. Any other memories that you have or one of your best spots where you uh, go and enjoy some mountain water? Uh, is one, mm, I did, but it was in a little um, bottle. Mm. But can one go out there and, and just collect water? You can, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, I'm not, sh- look, I mean, I haven't personally collected it and kept it for weeks on end. Mm. Um, I, would, I would assume that it would eventually start to go, you know, because it's sitting still. Um, but I often, when I go into the mountain, if I've got water that I've got from the tap, mm. I often pour it out into the river and I'll then top up with the fresh stuff. Yeah. Um, purely because the taste is so different. Yeah. So the water that you get in the rivers will go into the dams, will then go into the purification plants, end up in your tap. Mm-hmm. The taste from when it's in the river to when it's in your tap are totally yeah, different. Chocolate cheese. Because the amount of chemicals that they have to put in that water to actually get it crystal clear um, affects the flavor. It, you know, they basically kill off all the bacteria and everything else mm-hmm. that, that is in the water that, that will make it that color. So mm-hmm. they've got to get rid of that, that, that discoloration, if you, if you want to call it that. Um, but, I mean, I love the, the, the taste of, of mountain water. There's nothing better. Yeah, because it's gone through that vegetation. So if you imagine tea again, it it picks up the flavour of the rooibos or whatever um, the 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 water's running through. So it changes the flavour of the water. Um, Eugene and Paul says, "I love going up Mount Rochelle. Uh, the water in the stream there at the footbridge is so nice. Then you look down on Tier Vatiskloof Dam." Yes, I I've actually at, there is a point on that particular trail that if you stand. Um, I think it's on the return journey. You go up to Paddockop and you on the return journey. That's a six and a half hour hike. It's not. Mm-hmm. You climb to one thousand five hundred and seventy five meters. Yeah, it's a big, big, big hike. Um, but there's a point when you're coming back, you can actually see Vemishook Dam, hmm. the Berg River, and Tiavatisklo. Wow, all in the same. So three of our six major dams, you can actually see three of them at exactly the same time. And they're in three totally different places. Sheila, in official also what's happening is the brack or brown mountain water not only running in one direction, like north to south or east to west? No. No, I mean, the, 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 it, it's running towards the ocean, so wherever it's coming off. So tomorrow when I'm going up... Um, on the 12 apostles side mm-hmm. um, with the rain that we've just had the the streams will be flowing there and they will then go into the atlantic the ones on the newland side and kirstenbosch will will basically be heading into either false bay or table bay so one of the other things that i love about about streams in the mountains i mean i used to do this with some of my friends in high school is to go up um uh, newland's forest side and then yes. because the water is is constantly flowing and also yeah, it's so cold. We would buy a whole lot of fruit, leave it in bags, put yes. it in the water, yes. and then go walking off 
come yeah. back and it's nicely chilled and we just sit in the water. <laughs> yeah, that works on alcohol in cans as well. I, I, I wouldn't know, Tim. I wouldn't know. Tim Lundy is with us. 021-446-0567. SMS 31567. Do join the conversation whether it is about mountain water or um, other hiking-related questions you might have. Cape Talk. Call Kaketso now. 21 Double four six oh five six seven. At ten minutes to ten, Tim Lundy still with us. So two one four four six oh five six seven. You mentioned earlier, Tim, that when it comes to mountain water, um, if you've collected it and it sits still for a while, um, that you know it, it goes off, um, something happens. And and I remember because I regularly collect uh, water from the Newland Spring. Yeah, and I do know that if you do. Um, you know, if it's standing there for, for too long, after a while, there's just this green ring that starts developing around, yeah, that'll, that'll around be the, the container. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've collected that water as well for, for home drinking water. Um, and I think we've gone probably three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big trick is to keep it out of direct sunlight. Yeah. Cause if, if it's in direct sunlight, you're just going to, the algae's just going to, it's going to help the algae mm-hmm. start to develop and grow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three and a half weeks out of the sun. Um, it it does it starts to go horribly green. But, but it's amazing though, right? That water is amazing. Oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> we take your calls, Eugene and Athlone. Good evening, Eugene. Hi, Kiketo. How's it, Eugene? Mister Bruman, you know the first time I went hiking, I think we went through that insane story. You know, we, we, that time you could sleep on the mountain for days, etc. Mm, right. I think uh, that's in the early seventies. I must call in the youth, like. Super fit because the mountain made me super fit. Right. When we, and I think it was quite hot. I mean, there was not, not a lot of water. So we, we we climbed on the mountain and we came to a place where we went down, no water. I tell you, the only stuff that we had of water was water was dripping. Mm. Like drop at a time. And we used that water for the whole weekend. And it was so nice, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when, when was the last time you did that, Eugene? The last time I did it was, uh, I had to take my children up. Yes. Over the mountain, my wife just had, ex-wife just had a piece directed me. And I just wanted to show, I think the eldest was eight and six and four. So I just said to them, look, I just want to show you, because me and my wife used to go hiking, it was Leckerman. So I took them up, up at the gorge, and I just wanted to show them. And when their children started walking through, I couldn't stop them. We were halfway, and then there were some tourists that came down. I think it was Germans, and they actually had to assist my wife, ex-wife with, with bottles of water because she couldn't take it up. And then, and we just, and, and she just said, "Let's go, go." And we were caught of the way, a few, a couple of hundred meters away, and we just heard our children shouting. We made it! (laughs) 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 Nice. That was in the 80s, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot for the call, Eugene. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Eugene in Athlone. Claire and Fish, Okai. Hello there, Coquito and Tim. Hi, Claire. You know, something that really intrigued me. Um, You know, I'm a great drinker of water. I always have a mug of water on my desk and it keeps on being refilled, normally from the taps. But when when our water started going funny, it started tasting muddy and I thought, eeyah, don't like this. And then I bought water in those big 
bottles you see in a supermarket, right? Yeah. And the, the labels of the ones they had there was said spring water from the Cedarburg Mountains. And this is the intriguing thing. So my mug got filled up with that. It didn't have a particular taste, not like that gorgeous mountain water, mm. but it tasted clean. And then after a couple of days, the place was crawling with ants, and they were all going after the water. Hmm. My mug was full of ants. I even had dispensed it into a jug because those big five-liter bottles are impossible to pour with, and they'd got in there. And I just wonder, what was it? They've never done it with ordinary tap water. What is it in the water that attracted the ants? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not terribly sure. They, they, they might have put something in there that they obviously attracted the ants. I can only think, yeah, I mean, I don't know why they, they put sugar it into sweeten yeah, it. Or. No, no. There was no taste, really, that you mm. could just... They said, the label said pure spring water. It's yeah. very interesting, though, isn't it? There was obviously yeah. something that our tap water doesn't have. It didn't do anything nasty to me or anything, but in the end I had to give up because even the jug of water was full of ants. Sure. And when after a couple of days I didn't have it anymore, the ants all disappeared. Yeah. So obviously this, <laughs> the ants obviously don't like tap water. But I agree about that mountain water. I remember as a child we used to go and cup our hands and lean over and catch this word is oh, lovely 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 stuff mm. on the mountain mm. yeah, it's very good okay mm. Th- thanks, thanks a lot thanks for, thanks for another lovely you know it always transports me onto the mountain when you come there Tim, <laughs> and you talk about these things Excellent. <laughs> thanks, and Claire. if it invokes if it invokes the coquetto laugh too that's great <laughs> <laughs> thank you Claire. Thanks a lot. appreciate it Claire in Fishhook there you know you, you, the 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 amazing thing here, whether it's Claire's story or Eugene's story or anybody else's story um, similar to yours, mm. is people have got a long history with walks, yeah. with what we're talking about. I mean, it's part and parcel of a family or a person's um Yeah, it brings on very, very good memories. I mean, there's, there's nothing better than sitting in the mountains when everything's quiet and you can just hear that, that running water. Mm-hmm. Um it does, yeah. There's, there's nothing, especially when you've been, been hiking for ages and it's hot and you, yeah, and yeah. you're now in the shade and you've got, yeah. you've got that fresh source of water just coming through all the time. You just want to keep on going back to it, and um, because you've been in the sun for three, four hours, and um, which actually reminds me of the one call now with Platter Clip. Um, one thing that people got to understand is Platter Clip has no water. Mm. Um, for the majority of that walk, when you start the walk, there is water. There's like a like a catchment area right down at the at the road, mm. um, and when you walk up to the contour path, that that section's got a bit of water. It's quite difficult to get to most of it, but when you get to the contour path, you can access it. Mm. Um, but especially in summer, that kind of almost dries up, mm. um, and then people are, you know, they've already got to that point, which is not very far up. Mm. And they've already drunk most of their water. Mm. They've now got to tackle the rest of Platyclip. And that's why we have so many cases of dehydration wow. on Platyclip. Because people think that because it looks like a ravine, that it'll have water. Mm. And there isn't. There's there's very little water. Um, higher, right up at the top, it might be dripping off the cliff face. But that's about it. Um, Wynoma says, Hi, Gokizu and Tim, an old hiking friend used to insist 
that if water in a stream or river flowed over seven stones, it was definitely drinkable. For our own safety, we humored him, but eventually disregarded it as a myth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely say so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'll just line up seven stones there, yeah. hoy some water, put an eight one in for good measure, and then just go go for it, drink it. Um, no, I mean, look, the the water, as long as it is running, it is drinkable. Yeah. Um, there there are pools, and I have been very tempted from time to time when when you've been hiking for ages and you are quite thirsty, mm. but you come across a pool where it's just it's not doing anything, it's not moving. Yeah. Um, and that's where sort of mosquitoes go in and, and all sorts of bugs and stuff. Well, you just don't want to drink that water. And often if, if you dip a bottle, a see-through bottle into that and you hold it up to the light, you will see what's in that water. Yeah. That's not great. We've got about 30 seconds. So mm. Tranquility Cracks is happening tomorrow. Yes. Um, Quickly, meeting point? Meeting point is at uh, Teresa Avenue um, at the top of Camps Bay. All right, and you can tweet uh, Tim if you want to um, be part of that tomorrow at Hiking Cape Town, his website, website Cape Town Hiking, and then on what on uh, um, Facebook, Facebook I remembered Hiking with Tim Lundy. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Finally remember. Cape Town Hiking with uh, Tim Cape Lundy. Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. Damn, I'm going to get there one day. <laughs> I will remember Facebook. Tim, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Much appreciated. Tim Lundy uh, with us every Thursday at 9.30.